I burned through an entire bottle of Blantons to bring you guys this episode. So, what's up, guys? My name is Chris, for those of you who are new here, and you are listening to The Whiskey Noobs Podcast. And what am I talking about, burning through an entire bottle of Blantons? Well, if you haven't seen, I don't know how you haven't seen, but if you haven't, I did a huge Better Than Blantons series. I tasted like a dozen different whiskeys against Blantons Blind. And I learned a lot uh, throughout those blind tastings and about Blanton's and the great debate is Blanton's good, is Blanton's bottom shelf, is Blanton's better than top shelf, is it amazing? I learned a ton through that experience and that's what this episode is going to hopefully summarize in a fairly effective way. I'm going to talk about the runner-ups that I had, the runners-ups, I did that on the video too, runners-ups I guess, runners-up. I'm going to talk about those. I'm going to talk about the ones that tied the Blantons, and I'm going to talk about the ones that actually beat the Blantons in the blind tasting. Before we get to that, I do have a few different announcements that I want to cover that are pretty important. I think you're going to want to hear them. I am reading my show notes off of my phone today because I did not have time to put together an actual show notes list, script, whatever today, mainly because of these announcements that you're about to hear about. It's been extremely time-consuming. So, first and foremost is that as of the airing of this episode, the barrel pick is available to the public if it's not sold out already. What is a barrel pick? That means that it is a barrel that I picked with Chris from Bourbon of the Week. We tasted it together with one of each of our patrons. We picked one sample out of four, and that was our favorite sample. It is Blue Note. Blue Note? Can I speak right now? Blue Note, Juke Joint, Uncut, Unfiltered Bourbon. And we picked one barrel. There will never be another barrel quite exactly like it ever again. And we picked it for the specific flavor profile that it has. It's called Boozy Fruit because it tastes like fruity bubblegum. I very much enjoy it. Of course, I'm not just saying that. I want my first barrel pick to be one that everybody likes. So hopefully you do. And I'll throw it in the show notes if it's still available. So... That's announcement number one. That has taken some time the past couple of days, but I'm super excited for people to be able to actually try it. The next announcement that I have is there has been an update to the Patreon page. So you've probably heard me say I do have a Patreon page for you guys who want to support the show, who want to show some financial support, and also out of that deal, you get a bunch of really cool stuff as well. At least I think it's cool. I did just last night, as of the recording of this, but as of the airing of it, it was like a week ago, I did update the whole Patreon page. So there are new benefits in each of the tiers, and also I have added two new tiers. So go check that out if you have some interest in the Patreon page, because you're going to get free merch now. You're going to get a free crash course that I'm currently working on. It's coming soon. I added a review sheet for Whiskey Noobs Reviews, where you can actually go through, and it's a review sheet that flows away that I like it more. You know, it's kind of like a journal, like a whiskey journal that you would get, and if you print them out and staple them together, you can use it as a whiskey journal, but I like the flow of it more, and I like the way, the, the, the ground that I covered, I think, is a little bit more relevant than some of those review journals that just try to look cool, uh, so I added that. That's another free benefit. Now you can get merch after a certain amount of months, or if you sign up for the highest tier, you get a baseball cap, a trucker cap, right away, right when you sign up. I'm going to ship that to you. There are now giveaways at certain months, certain quarters, depending on the time interval, depending on the tier. There are giveaways as well. So definitely go check that out if you have any amount of interest. I want to be very real with you guys. 
this is this Patreon update is kind of my last ditch effort at seeing if we need to go the way of sponsorships or not. Not need to, but in order to develop the podcast in the way that I want to and and get the equipment that we need and the things that I want to do in this space. This is my this is my way of seeing if I'm going to need to go the way of sponsorships or not to accomplish some of those financial goals, uh, and that's not a threat at all because sponsorships don't cost you guys anything. You can hit the 15 second skip, but I just want to be real with you and I want to let you know that that is that's where I'm coming from, uh, and that is why I'm putting so much effort into this Patreon update. So. If you have any interest, go check that out. And in the spirit of Patreon, let me go ahead right now and shout out our new patron in the Expert Noobs tier. The Expert Noobs tier does get a shout out on the podcast. This patron just goes by his first name on the Patreon. His name is Joe. So, Joe, thank you so much. You're the first person to sign up for the Expert tier because I just released that tier last night as of the recording of this show. Thank you for signing up. Seriously, guys, I I don't ever want to sound ingenuine. Your support means so much. There are so many goals that the support is already helping me to achieve. Even more exciting things coming up that I can't wait to tell you guys about. So a lot going on. Thank you so much to those of you who are contributing can't thank you enough. Thank you to those of you who are reviewing the show, liking the show, sharing social media posts. All of those things are so helpful. So I cannot thank you guys enough. All right. Now, without further ado, let's get to Blanton's. What makes it so great? What makes it so terrible that some people hate it and pour it down their drain online? What's the deal with Blanton's? For those of you who don't know, Blanton's is from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. It is famed as being the first ever single barrel bourbon. The idea being Some barrels taste better than others. If it's a bad tasting barrel or just a meh tasting barrel, let's take all those barrels, let's blend them all up, and we'll sell it as bourbon. No problem. But when we find an especially good barrel, a honey barrel they call it, it's in the right spot in the Rick House, it has just the right distillate in it, just the right proof, and it tastes great. We're going to take that barrel, bottle that barrel, and sell it. And that's not to say it's bottled at barrel proof, not to confuse anybody, they don't have to be, Um, but that's just to say that it is... You know, if it was just the right proof as it was aging and it just did this miraculous thing, you can water it down to a very specific proof. I want to say Blanton's is 90. I should really know that off the top of my head, but I'm going to look. Water it down to a very specific proof and then sell it. And that is the the philosophy now behind single barrels. That's the reason I'm doing a single barrel pick. That's that's the whole idea. And Blanton's was the the... Arbiter? Is Arbiter the right word for that? It was, you know, the first. It was the trailblazer for single barrels. So, that is the story. Here is my, here are my thoughts. But I'm going to run through and talk about the honorable mentions that we had, the ties that we had, and the winners that we had. Throughout that conversation, we can discuss Blanton's and what it tastes like. And I'm going to then at the end kind of wrap up with why it's so popular and so hated at the exact same time because I think this experience has very much helped me to understand that and I'm going to continue it most likely I'm probably going to keep doing these better than Blanton's I do have another bottle uh, because this has been very educational and it also helps find bottles that are good replacements for those of you who can't find Blanton's or don't want to find Blanton's so I really enjoyed it I really learned a lot I do want to keep it going for that reason I'm going to start with Blanton's flavor profile, and I'm not even going to get very specific because there's a specific reason that I think people either love it or hate it, and because of that, I don't think I need to get very specific into the notes. I'm not going to go nose palette finish, all of that. Here's what I'm going to say. Blanton's 
tastes very sweet, very welcoming, and it has a note that probably about halfway through the Better Than Blanton's series, I figured it out. It clicked for me. I was like, this is the thing that I think people either love or hate. It's the mustard of Blanton's. You know, you either love mustard or you hate mustard. That's this flavor. It is this almost savory flavor. It almost reminds me of like a smoked meat or just like the smell of something cooking on a charcoal grill. It's it's some and those are not the greatest descriptors, but it's something you don't really see a lot in nature in my opinion. There's not another thing that I can really perfectly compare it to except to say it's sweet and savory at the same time. And I think that note more than others is one of the big reasons that people either love it or hate it. Because if you like bakery sweet and then you like a little bit of pepper, you like a little bit of spice, or if you like just really spicy, really spice cabinet, like Four Roses Small Batch Select, that sort of a thing. If you like those, then that savory is a real curveball. And it's weird. And I remember the first time I had Blanton's thinking, I, I couldn't put words to it that specific yet because I wasn't that into whiskey yet. But I remember thinking, something's weird about this. And I think that's the weird thing. And so if you taste Blanton's, maybe it doesn't taste savory to you, but I think you'll see what I'm talking about. So if you like those other flavors I mentioned, then that savory note really throws you off. If you like that savory note, if it just so happens to be something that you like, then you're like, Blanton's is the best thing since sliced bread. It has a great backstory. It tastes super different. Because of those reasons, I think I think that's reason number one that Blanton's gets so much love and so much hate. There is more that we're going to talk about at the end. But I needed to establish that flavor palette to walk through the competing bottles that I'm about to talk about. I won't spend too much time on these bottles, but I, wanna, I think it's important to give them recognition. Because if you're listening and you're considering Blanton's or you're considering a replacement for Blanton's, There are some here that I think taste similar to Blanton's and would be good replacements. There are also some here that I think taste better than Blanton's and different from Blanton's. And if you don't like what I just described or you didn't like what Blanton's tasted like, these are great options in a similar price range. That's kind of the moral of the better than Blanton's, which by the way, very brief aside, people vastly misunderstood what I was trying to do with better than Blanton's. Of course, there were some winners. I threw a lot of lower end bottles in the mix. I did that because I knew this wasn't a perfect blind tasting. I know that Blanton's is one of the two bottles. And for that reason, once I started to do this more often, I could pick out the Blanton's in like no time. I could smell them and be like, this one's the Blanton's. And for that reason, in order to keep some aspect of blindness, I picked some bottles that were way less expensive. I put it up against Buffalo Trace. That's like $26 versus Blanton's being 60 in Ohio, let alone in other states where it's like $200. I picked some less expensive bottles. I picked some bottles that in Ohio are more expensive. I think there was a $100 bottle in there, if I'm not mistaken. There's definitely some 70s, some 80s. in that price range. So I had some less expensive bottles and I had some more expensive bottles. And because of that, Blanton's won a lot because it's going to beat out most things that are under $40. That's not all, not all, which we're about to talk about. But Blanton's was not winning because I wanted to show people how amazing Blanton's is. That's not what my goal was. And if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know that, but I just want to put that out there. Uh, the idea was to find replacements and to show that there are things that are better than Blanton's. Blanton's is like this boogeyman of bourbon that's supposed to be like unstoppable for some people. And there were plenty that that either almost tied it, tied it, or knocked it out of the park, which we're about to talk about. 
So that was the whole point. And that's also how it was quote unquote blind is because I did figure out which one's the Blanton's, but I have no idea how much this other glass costs. And so I could make a fool out of myself being like, this is way better than Blanton's and it's Buffalo Trace. Or I could make a fool out of myself being like, this is terrible and it's some really expensive bottle. Not to say that's not my opinion because it was a couple of times and we're going to talk about those. But just to say that that's why I did that, because I didn't want price to really influence my opinion. I didn't want to just pick the ones that are $80 or just cost more than Blanton's. Be like, this one's obviously better than Blanton's. Anyhow, okay, that's my setup for why I did the better than Blanton's. Let's talk about uh, honorable mentions, ties, and winners. Honorable mentions, I'm going to run through them pretty quickly. Middle West Spirits Weeded Bourbon. Uh, this is an honorable mention because it tastes pretty different from Blanton's. It's a little bit more uh, spicy, in my opinion, which is weird since it's weeded. Uh, and it, it just had more uh, punch to it and more harshness to it. It has a little bit different of a palate than Blanton's. And for that reason, it didn't win because it was a little bit harsher. But it was an honorable mention because then when I found out it was Middle West Spirits, which is very inexpensive compared to Blanton's and very easy to find compared to Blanton's, I was like, well, that has to be an honorable mention. Same thing with Maker's number 46. So Maker's Mark number 46 is it's not as good as Blanton's, but it is so much cheaper and so much more accessible than Blanton's that if you're factoring in cost and availability, then yeah, it's better than Blanton's if you're if you're considering those factors. Objectively, as side-by-side glasses, as objectively as I could do, it wasn't better. But if you factor in those other factors, I think it's better in my personal opinion. Maker's number 46 tastes very similar to Blanton's in my opinion, very similar being, you know, kind of a vague term here, but it just had a little bit of that savory note that I mentioned. And I noticed that with Maker's Mark, it does have a little bit of that note that I'm mentioning. And so it has a little bit of that, but it also has a little bit more vanilla, a little bit more sweetness. And of course it doesn't finish quite as nicely. It's a little bit more harsh. And that's just the nature of a lot of less expensive bottles. Not all. You know I'm a big fan of budget bottles. But a lot of times you get a a touch more harshness. But cost and availability, factored in. I like Makers 46 more than I enjoyed the Blands. I think if you want to get a cheap bottle, relatively cheap bottle, that is going to have somewhat similar qualities to Blanton's, I think that's a great option. Makers Mark number 46. Then we get into the ties. So there were three ties, and all three of them were different from Blanton's, and so it was really hard to say which one was a winner because they were so different, but they were both, like the Blanton's and these were both very good. So the first tie that I have is Jefferson's Ocean, Voyage number 28 specifically, which is important because the different voyages do taste pretty vastly different. Voyage number 28, I said was a tie with Blanton's mainly because it tasted very it had way more flavor behind it in my opinion it had a lot going on but it was a little bit too salty for me a little bit briny in my personal opinion and I didn't know it was Jefferson's Ocean so I actually tasted it and thought is it briny because it's Jefferson's Ocean like is this Jefferson's Ocean that I'm drinking right now and then it was and I was like I didn't know that those were supposed to be briny I don't know if they are but that's just what it tasted like to me So it was definitely a little bit briny, uh, and it was definitely a little bit harsh with that punchiness, which is often the case. And that's why I called it a tie, because I was like, well, if you want something that's going to sting and going to have a good amount of oomph behind it, then I think 
Jefferson's Ocean is equally as good as Bland's. Now, factoring cost and availability, it is a bit more available, at least in my area. Uh, it's also, I think it costs more. Yeah, it definitely costs more in my area. So it almost is just a dead draw, to be entirely honest. The next tie, not winner, the next tie that we have is Four Roses Small Batch Select. Uh, specifically the Small Batch Select. So there's Small Batch. This is Four Roses Small Batch Select. Once again, totally different ball game from Blanton's, and that made it really hard to call which one was better. It comes down to a matter of opinion. Uh, Four Roses Small Batch Select more flavor than Blanton's, and also more aggressive than Blanton's. Not even I don't even really necessarily want to say harsh because it's not like it finishes harsh. More so that if you don't like the punchy flavors, if you want smooth, sweet, and subtle, then Blanton's is better for you. If you want flavor, if you want punched a little bit. Not punched in terms of harshness, but punched in terms of the amount of flavor, the amount of body. Then I think Four Roses Small Batch Select is the one you should pick. I could almost, now that it's not blind, which is obviously biased, I could almost say I prefer Four Roses Small Batch Select to Blanton's. But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say that I could almost do that. So that is that is why it tied. is because they're so different. Uh, and once again, factoring cost and availability then Four Roses Small Batch Select is easily the winner because it's the same price and it's available like everywhere. So you factor in those things, then I think Four Roses Small Batch Select is a great option if you want something punchier than Blanton's. Now, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. This was our last tie that we had with Blanton's. Once again, this is kind of a theme. Blanton's is so welcoming. That's another thing that I think is divisive about it because too welcoming for some people is boring. So if it, if you get one that's just so smooth, so easy to drink, it can get boring for some people. So I think that's one of the other divisive things about it. Now, Woodford Reserve Double Oak, I consider pretty welcoming, but it still had more burn to it, more tingle than the Blanton's did. And so... This also, for me, makes it a matter of opinion. Do you like a little bit of that burn, or do you want as drinkable as possible? But Woodford has those super creamy, oaky notes from being double oaked, and it's got so much oak behind it, a good amount of like a little bit of cinnamon, and other just smooth, sweet notes to it. On the blind, I think I said it almost gave me banana, which was really weird. I don't think I've ever gotten that from it before. But Woodford Reserve Double Oaked was, for me, uh, it was a tie. Knowing what it is now, knowing cost and availability, it's better than Blanton's, in my personal opinion. Now, let's get into the winners. There were three winners. Now, keep in mind, these all won without me knowing what they were. I didn't know if they were more expensive than Blanton's. I didn't know if they were cheaper. I didn't know if they were more available I don't know if I put anything less available. I guess uh, Weller Antique was in there. So I didn't know if they were less available than Bland's. I wasn't sure anything about these whiskeys as I was trying them. These I outright said, this tastes better than Bland's. I'll start with the first because it, I mean, the first one really surprised me. Um, Michter's American. I didn't think I even liked this very much. I, I, Michter's American was a little bit of a disappointment for me when I first bought it. And this just goes to show palate conditions, biases, or just in general, your taste buds changing. I wasn't a huge fan of it when I first got it. And it beat Blanton's. And I, when I found out it was the Michter's American, I was like, no way. Uh, I very much enjoyed Michter's American versus in the, the blind battle versus Blanton's. 
Very much enjoyed it. It had a little bit more punch to it, a little bit more character, definitely more body, but also not very harsh. So it, it was maybe a touch more spice than Blanton's, but it also just came across in a welcoming way, which is what I really enjoyed about it. You got that excitement of the the spices and the oakiness and all of those different aspects of it, but you didn't get punched too hard by those flavors. So it actually beat Blanton's outright in the blind battle. The next one, very similar story. And this one might be a little bit divisive. There were some people in the comments who weren't too sure about it. Noah's Mill by Willet Distillery. I am very biased. If you listen to the Noah's Mill episode, you know that I'm biased. Uh, I love Noah's Mill. It's got very spicy notes to it that really come across aggressive. And it's they're balanced out by very warm, kind of subtle notes. There's a little bit of nuttiness. There's a little bit of like a leather it's got a weird dichotomy going on that I very much enjoy. So Noah's Mill outright beat Blanton's for me as well. And it's worth noting Noah's Mill, I haven't been mentioning proof very much, but Noah's Mill specifically is a lot higher proof than Blanton's, which I was going to tell you guys the proof of and I didn't. So I'm going to do that right now. So Blanton's is 93 proof. Noah's Mill is 114. So pretty big spread on that proof point. And I picked the Noah's Mill. I enjoyed it a lot more. Now, I do enjoy higher proof stuff a lot more. But that is to say, it was still pretty welcoming given that high proof point, which is very impressive. So Noah's Mill was another outright winner. The last outright winner that I've saved for last is the one I am the most proud of. I'm so impressed by this bottle, which I've been impressed with since the first time I tried it. That is Redwood Empire's Pipe Dream. I got it right here. It's almost empty. Redwood Empire's Pipe Dream. It's a little bit of a glare with my lighting situation here. Let me hold it real close to the camera. By the way, video podcasts are at least on the Patreon if they're not on YouTube already. There, that's a good photo of it. I'm so impressed by this little bottle. Let me tell you guys. This is a $40, fairly widely available bottle. And it beat Blanton's outright. I had no idea what I was drinking. It tasted kind of similar to Blanton's. I would say, and I need to try them again side by side. Uh, There was a little bit of trauma in that video. I splashed whiskey into my eye and it burned so bad. So maybe it was a fluke. Maybe it was a mess up. But man, it tasted kind of similar to Blanton's. I've always said this, Pipe Dream is so welcoming. So it was very easy to drink, very smooth, very welcoming. And it has very similar sweet and slightly savory flavors to it. So it it came across, I was like, I don't know which one's the Blanton's here, but I know that this one tastes a little bit better. And I picked the Pipe Dream. So Pipe Dream is the last winner that I'll talk about. But once again, for the price that it is, it's $40 in Ohio versus $60 for Blanton's. It's also always on the shelf at a couple of my local shops versus Blanton's, which is never on the shelf. I'm impressed by that. I like that. That, to me, is... That's a real winner right there. Even if you don't like it as much as Blanton's, considering price and availability, it's it's a winner. If you think it's a little bit worse than Blanton's, it's a winner because it's it price and availability just they have it. They have Blanton's beat there, in my personal opinion. I had those guys on the podcast, by the way. Episode ninety nine, I think. Let me verify. Episode number ninety nine. I had the Redwood Empire Master and Head Distillers on to talk about Redwood Empire in general. So, moral of the story is that Pipe Dream was really good. The bigger moral of the story is there are a lot of things out there that are better than Blanton's. This is just out of a tasting of 12 bottles that I got all of these runners-up 
ties, and winners. So, I mean, that's rather impressive as it is. It just goes to show that there are plenty of things out there that are actually better than Bland's, plenty of which I didn't actually try yet, and I will be hopefully trying if I continue this series, which I I think I'm going to do. But let's talk about Blanton's, because some people hate it and some people love it. And there's a huge back and forth online. Even just in my comment section, there is a lot of debate about Blanton's. And I want to address that. So, as I like to do, I like to take things that are being debated and explain why they're being debated. (laughs) Why is Blanton's being debated so much? So, I think Blanton's is a good $60 bourbon. I think for $60, maybe even a touch more. Maybe even a little bit more than 60 bucks. It's a good bourbon. I really enjoy it. Um, it's very, very, very welcoming, which I've mentioned can be a turn off for some people. One of the reasons people debate it. I also mentioned it has a pretty specific flavor with this weird savory thing going on. Another reason that some people love it and some people hate it. A third reason. Blanton's, as I mentioned, is single barrel. Every bottle, unless it's from the same barrel, is going to taste different. So if you buy one Blanton's today and you buy another a few months from now, odds are they're different barrels. Odds are they taste incredibly different. Not incredibly different. I shouldn't say incredibly. Odds are they're from different barrels, but odds are that they taste at least slightly different. Sometimes incredibly different. And that's the the key right there. People might wait years to be able to get their hands on a bottle of Blanton's. They might pay triple what it is in Ohio. What I'm paying is $60. They might be paying $180. They might be paying $200. And they just so happen to get a barrel that is either in general doesn't taste great or the antithesis of what they enjoy in whiskey. This is often the case for so many whiskeys that get so popular that they end up crashing. Why do they end up crashing? They get so popular that people can't find them. This happens with just Buffalo Trace. It gets so popular. People can't find it. People are looking for it. People are trying to find it. People get their hands on it. With Blanton's, it's a single barrel. It just so happens to be a bad barrel they hate it or as is the case with buffalo trace sometimes and blanton's people hear about how amazing it is they are just dying to get it they've worked up in their imagination what it tastes like and then it has it's the antithesis of their flavor palette it's the exact opposite of the type of thing that they like they like punchy and peppery blanton's is smooth and sweet and they're like blanton's is disgusting i hate it i looked forward to it for so long and it let me down And they go online and say that, and there are other people who feel that way. And that's one of the reasons it gets trashed. And that's not to say there aren't good reasons. But people, when something gets too overhyped, and then people review it based on their subjective opinion, it ends up getting trashed. That happens often in the whiskey community. Probably in other communities as well, but definitely in the whiskey community. So that is always to say, if something gets too overhyped and you want to get your hands on it, first look up reviews of it and try to figure out what it tastes like and as is the case with Blanton's that might not even help you because when you get a different barrel it could taste different and that is probably the Achilles heel of Blanton's in my opinion is that different bottles taste different I did a blind tasting of Blanton's versus Blanton's one of my bottles versus another of my bottles and they did taste different so that is one of the for sure one of the biggest Achilles heels of Blanton's so overhype is a big problem people not liking the flavor palette and being excited to try it. That's another problem. And it being a single barrel is a pretty big problem because it, you could just get a bad barrel. You get a barrel that tastes different than a different barrel that you had at your buddy's house. Single barrels can be very misleading. So what is all that to say? 
Well, I'm going to keep the Better Than Blanton's going on TikTok and Instagram with other bottles and with my new bottle of Blanton's. So I will see how this barrel tastes a little bit different. So far, it's a little bit more peppery, a little bit less smooth and sweet, which could mix things up a little bit for the blind tastings. But all that is to say that Blanton's is a good bottle for $60. It is not, in my opinion, worth hunting down for over $60, maybe a touch over $60. You know, if you can find it for $65, $70, it is not not worth hunting down for a hundred dollars unless it is the exact type of thing that you like and even then you might spend a hundred dollars and get a bottle that just doesn't taste right and that is the problem with spending so much money on a single barrel like that if you spend that much money on a single barrel that myself or an influencer or a store or somebody picked out the bright side is somebody that you trust picked it out and it's probably going to taste pretty good but something that's just in general single barrel like Blanton's you could just get a funky barrel and that can happen and so that's that's my overarching moral to this story Blanton's is good it's not amazing it's not a miracle worker and for those who aren't very big into whiskey and they hear how good Blanton's is and they think that's going to be the one that makes me like whiskey it's not a miracle worker it doesn't taste like some insane bourbon that's so different than anything else it tastes like a good bourbon i think that's also a problem people have with buffalo trace i think it's going to taste like literal melted down werther's original caramels and it doesn't it has caramel notes to it but it still tastes like a bourbon at the end of the day so those are the biggest reasons why i think blanton's gets too much hate and why it gets too much love as well. It gets too much. All those things can be said in reverse, which is why it gets too much love. People get a killer single barrel, and they're like, this is the best thing in the entire world. You should pay any dollar amount for it. It's exactly somebody's palate, and they're like, this is the best thing ever. You should pay any dollar amount for it. All of those things I mentioned could go the opposite direction, and that's where we get this huge divide that we have online. And I'm sure there are other points that I missed, but this is just what I learned from this experience because I got like halfway into it, and I was like, I think I get it now. I think I get it now. I understand why some people love it so much, swear by it, will pay any dollar amount, and some people actually hate it. The other thing that is always a thing when something is so hard to find is it can be a status symbol. And that's what I'll close on, honestly, is that bottles can become status symbols to people who don't know quite as much about whiskey or don't care and they're just like, I have Blanton's because they know people have heard of it and they want to be able to have that bottle. And some of those folks, and I'm not saying this being mean at all, I'm just saying some of these folks couldn't tell a difference if you gave them a glass of Blanton's or a glass of wood for double oaked. They would have no idea. And that is another reason that these end up going for such high prices is because people like that are buying these bottles. So another thing that's at least worth keeping in mind. But I think I've covered that topic forward, backwards, left, and right. So hopefully uh, that explains it for those of you who haven't had Blanton's or maybe just don't understand the debate online. And if you guys have other ideas about what is causing the divide, if there's anything that you think I missed or just haven't thought of yet, let me know. I'd be happy to talk a little bit more about it because these allocated bottles are getting out of control. These rare bottles that are hard to find are getting out of control and I want my listeners to be able to know about them and to understand why they're allocated and if they should even bother trying to hunt them down. I think Blanton's is a great bottle for 60 bucks. I will continue to buy it if I'm in line and it's there for $60 and I need a bottle, I'll buy it and then I'll drink it. I'm not the type to have a stockpile, but I will not, I won't mind having a backup if it's something that's hard to find. But 
aside from that, don't don't go crazy. Don't go paying too much money for it because it's it's just good bourbon. And there are plenty of other good bourbons like any of the ones eight. I think it was eight of them that I mentioned in this episode. Try those guys out before you decide to spend your money on Blanton's because they're more available. Especially that Redwood Empire Pipe Dream, man. I mean, that is, that's a good bottle right there. I feel comfortable saying that because I've had a lot of people comment how much they liked it. So I didn't plan for it to be the superstar of this. It just kind of panned out that way. I will keep the Better Than Blanton's series going, though, guys. So go check me out on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs or on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. I will be posting more of those videos. They're very quick. They're about a minute. I might do longer ones on TikTok moving forward because TikTok's pushing longer videos. And then you get a little bit more content anyways. Go check those out if you haven't already. But that's all I've got for why Blanton's is so loved and so hated. Go check out those new Patreon tiers if you haven't already. See if there's something that you're interested in. And if you are, thank you so much. Rate the show, review the show. As always, I, I can't say how much I appreciate those. It's, it's so, so helpful. I'm going to leave you guys with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you need more Whiskey Noobs content in your life, make sure you check out our Patreon page in the show notes. And if you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review. It only takes a couple of minutes, and they're way more helpful than people realize. If you want to do tastings alongside the show, make sure you join the email list by sending an email to whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com with a subject line that says email list. You'll receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at Whiskey underscore Noobs and on TikTok at Whiskey Noobs Podcast. Once again, thank you guys for listening. The Whiskey Noobs Podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.